Welcome to the first episode of Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys. I'm your host, Vico, the bearded one. Today I'm joined by uh, Bjorn, the Peels Peregrine behind me. And uh, on this episode, we're just going to give it a little chat and introduce the purpose of the podcast and kind of talk about who we are and um, the purpose of the podcast as well as uh, the company that uh, kind of sponsors us, uh, as we are all owners of that company. Uh, so today it'll just be myself, and I guess we'll just jump right into it. So I'm Vico or JT, um, and I'm the CEO of a company called the Bearded Viking Mead Company. Uh, this podcast is actually being put together uh, Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys, with the majority of my uh, founding members of the company. Uh, I think the best way to, to kind of describe this is actually the exact title. Uh, we think of ourselves as modern days or modern day Vikings and Cowboys. And, you know, we have a little bit of an outlaw tendency with uh, being a bunch of hooligans that like to uh, drink around fires and do dumb shit. So, that's kind of the premise of of who we are, but in the crew we have uh, um, the majority of us are are experienced veterans, and um, and then everybody else is just amazing family members and and uh, amazing men that we work with and live with and and have known a long time. So in my crew we have uh, Alex or the Yarl because he's bougie and hilarious, but he's my COO and president of the company. He'll probably be the majority of the, uh, I guess, the, on the majority of these in the future. Um, uh, he's a, uh, he runs operations for us, and he also um, spent uh, four years in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, he was a legal chief for anybody who's listening. I don't want any vet bros talking shit about him. <clears throat> he served uh, during a time when we were all being deployed, and that was his job. He's awesome. Love him to death. He's basically a brother. We actually met at the University of Phoenix. So if you are a Phoenix, I hope you have your Red Sox on. Uh, we met our final year and a half of school uh, as we were both getting business degrees, um, which is kind of funny. Uh, during the time, we were all part of these uh, learning teams, which were hilarious. Uh, and we would uh, stay at school until about lunchtime or eight o'clock at night and then we'd go drink together we formed the university of phoenix's only known fraternity uh it was called phi semper phi uh, we were super original as marines and uh we also changed the um mascot to the dirty bird instead of the phoenix because we were all dirty birds at that time and we we're doing anything we can to graduate college uh, so that was kind of fun uh, along with him, we have uh, Rudy Martinez, or the boat, and uh, he is our art director. He is the gentleman who is responsible for fixing everything, and making it look nice and pretty, such as this awesome logo. Um, he actually put that together and all the swag here. Um, Rudy is Alex's older brother and has been part of my crew um, for... I don't know, like four or five years. I actually met Rudy for the first time uh, at a Marine Corps birthday celebration outside of 
the University of Phoenix. It's kind of funny. Um, you know, we kind of tied one on and got to be good friends, sharing cigarettes and talking about dumb things that we'd done. And we kind of expanded upon that and go from there. So um, Rudy's nickname is Boat or Boat Alone, which means the uh, big bottle because he's kind of like a big brother who likes to have fun and drink with us. So that's kind of why we got him that nickname. So uh, coupled with him, we also have Doc or Ryan and Ryan and I uh, deployed to Iraq during the invasion back in 2003. We've known each other since then. Uh, Ryan and I do a lot of dumb shit together. Uh, he's my information officer um, slash CFO slash keeper of sanity. Um, however, Ryan does have a lot of great uh, rants and we'll dedicate a section on a monthly basis to Ryan's rants, and uh, hopefully you can join in with that, which will be a lot of fun, I think, uh, for everybody invited. But uh, Ryan was a corpsman in uh, Iraq, and after that, he spent about 20 years in uh, the FMF, uh, started off on the blue side, transitioned over to the green side, where it's the best side, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, well... Blue side is the Navy side, and the green side is the side that actually gets to go do fun shit, uh, or terrible, depending on the day. So uh, there's that. Uh, with him, we also have um, Bond or Tro. Uh, Bond is basically our consigliere, if you will. Uh, he's our chief marketing officer. Uh, Bond has been a good friend of mine for about three years or so. Um, I think it's, I guess it's longer than that. Maybe these dates are all off other than Alex and Ryan, but, uh, everybody, I've known everybody for at least four or five years, but, uh, Bond and I met on a, an elk hunt with, uh, with Alex and we went, uh, to Strawberry Reservoir in, in Utah. Uh, so most of us are originally from Utah. I live in Montana, Bond lives in Texas and the rest of them live in Utah. So that's cool. But, um, yeah, so we went to elk hunting. We kind of bonded there over uh, whiskey and cigars and walking around the woods looking for elk that didn't care to find us. So we just went on a lot of nature walks, which was nice. And uh, since then, we just kind of bonded and got better. So um, let's see here. Who's next in line? Oh, we've got Tito. Uh, Tito is... Our HR guy, uh, he will be not involved in this podcast. Just isn't. He can join if he wants, but uh, we'll have to censor him from all of his HR stuff. Make sure we're good to go. Uh, Tito actually is this our our chief human resources officer, and he has served in the United States Air Force. Uh, I think he's at 10, 15 years, some of the those uh, those lines. I've known Tito for about about three years or so. Um, at this point, it might be a little bit less, but um, I was introduced to him by Alex, and Tito's a great guy. Uh, I got a chance to actually hang out with him at one of our meetups where we did a, a brew fest up in Laurel, Montana. I had a great time. Um, you really got to know him. So, um, And last of all, but not least, we have Adam or Puma. Uh, his nickname is Puma because when we were in Afghanistan together in, in the Army National Guard, that's right, I'm a window-licking crayon eater or crayon-eating window licker, I guess, eight years in the Corps and six years in the Army National Guard. Um, he was in charge of flying the drone. And by drone, 
I mean really, really big paper airplane. Uh, it crashed a couple times, and we had to go look for that damn thing. Uh, but it was a Puma. Um, so we just carried that name over because Adam does one day uh, hope to be a Manther, but that is a long time coming. So I've known Adam since uh, about 2009 when we first started working together in the National Guard. And um, we both did combat engineering work uh, doing route clearance over in Afghanistan. Uh, we were in the Coast Providence, which... I'm over that place. I don't ever, ever want to have a reunion tour like the World War II vets are doing over in Normandy and stuff. I'm, I'm good, never going back. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that feel that that's a feeling across the board for most. But uh, Adam is actually my my sales officer. He's our chief revenue officer, and his job is basically to go out and find people who want to taste mead. But overall, our goal as a company here is not to be a company on the podcast. We're here to. Just talk about um, the real shit in life. So kind of brings us into the, the next realm is what is this podcast about? Well, this podcast is based on the meet up or meet up or the get together. And it's really just a bunch of guys who will get together and talk about, you know, kind of things that are bugging us in the, in the current world. We'll try to stay away from politics, but usually that just pisses everybody off. Um, and we, t- we just really want to bring kind of a, a collaboration with ourselves and other podcast members um, or podcasters, I guess, uh, throughout the, the world and just kind of talk about things that people are doing and things that they're excited about and kind of empower uh, everybody, mostly men, uh, that's most of the focus here, uh, to really get out there and make changes to better themselves. And along the way, really open up to others that uh, are are willing to listen. So as veterans, it's really, really hard for us to talk. Um, I'm not the only person that will ever say that. Most veterans will tell you the same thing. Yeah, it's really hard for us to talk in front of other non-veterans or even to veterans of different branches because, you know, we don't know what everybody experienced. And for the longest time, we were kind of told to keep quiet and and, you know, just get back to work and do your job. Now, the thing is about that, though, in the civilian world, that's a standard for most men. Um, most men wake up and they go to work and they work their asses off day in and day out. And they come home and they give their kids a hug and a kiss goodnight or they give their partner or their wife a hug and a kiss goodnight. And they get back and they go to it again and again and again. And it is relentless. In the current state of the world right now. We're just constantly under attack, and honestly, it sucks because every single time you turn around, if you're if you're in a, uh, any conversation on social media whatsoever, you could say the nicest thing, or you could say, "Hey, listen, I don't align with any political views at all. I don't like you know one thing or another. I don't like Democrats. I don't like Republicans. I don't like any of them because they all lie, which is probably true, mostly true. But uh, if you say that and you're a male, you just get attacked or if you have an ex-wife, you get taken advantage of usually like, and I don't want to knock women by any means, because that's not the point of this. The The point is to empower ourselves to open up a conversation and have a meetup. Now, here's the thing, right? So from my perspective, alcohol is a very, very double edged sword. And so when I started making meat, it was because mostly I didn't want to wear a damn mask to the grocery store 
to have a Karen pull her mask down and yell at me or a Todd pull his mask down and yell at me. I don't give a shit about that stuff. So I started making mead and I started drinking and inviting friends over to the house uh, because it was an alcohol that I made and we didn't have to go to the bar, which was locked down, or we didn't have to go to the grocery store, which was a joke or the gas station or anywhere else. And I realized during that time that maybe alcohol isn't bad if you do it in moderation. And maybe alcohol actually takes people's walls down a little bit. As long as it's a good environment and you're able to talk openly and freely as men to other men, or even if your spouse is there, you know, I encourage that, of course, um, to just really focus on that. Talk to them, open up. I'm actually very, very open across the board with my who I am and what I've done and all the failures that I have in life, and that's okay. But I'm I'm not the normal person. Most veterans shut down. And it takes a little bit for veterans to kind of open up. It takes a lot for a man to sit down and say, I have a problem. Um, and none of us want to go to therapy because most of the time the therapist just tells us that maybe we should take this pill or maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that. So that's really the focus of this podcast is how can you become a Viking or a cowboy or an outlaw? How can you become an, a modern day, I guess, protector? How can you do that? And how can you invite others into your clan or your tribe or whatever you want and really focus on that? So it's an interesting step, but this podcast was actually formed because of the brotherhood that I have with these gentlemen that I spoke about and the ability to call them at a moment's notice and have a conversation or have a virtual meetup where we drink some mead and we just bullshit for an hour and a half and talk about all the dumb shit that's happening in the world or talk about like you know uh the jarl's uh paperweight of a car that he's fixing right now or talk about you know the latest nonsense that happened when we were um at work you know just a good time to kind of decompress between men and joke about things in the most crass possible way at all so um as a as a uh, entry for the rest of this time uh, moving forward after episode one i'll remind everybody this is not a safe for work podcast we do swear we talk about shit that does not make sense and if you get offended you'll probably be offended at least four or five times on this podcast so just turn it off if you don't like it and if you do laugh because we're a bunch of idiots and we want to have fun so so that's that's basic you know what the podcast is about. We'll expand, we'll invite people over, we'll talk about a bunch of other great things along the way. And I think that that will really hopefully drive a lot of conversation outside of this podcast. It will hopefully bring people together and make it, make everybody realize like some of the best times in the world are when, you know, your spouses go to bed and you're at the fire pit with your boys, just talking about the dumb shit that goes on because you can finally open up. And we want to really empower everybody to be able to do that. It's a great message, and I, I think that a lot more people are doing it now uh, as the world is really focused on the negativity towards men versus just saying, hey, listen, you know, you're a man, and I respect what you've been trying to do. Here's how we can work together, and the world is just attacking everybody. So I'm tired of being attacked, and I don't really care what the majority of the world says. I'm sure that many people will fire at me 
And as the company grows and as this podcast grows over time, I'm sure I'll fall under fire for dumb shit that I've done in my past. So there's that, but I still don't care because the message needs to get out there. So um, with that being said, it is the holiday season and I want to make sure that everybody understands that this is the hardest time, especially for uh, veterans and single fathers, because at this time of the year, we usually have all of our rights and shit stripped away. And it reminds us of all of the things that we fought for that we don't get to see or touch or be around. So please do me a favor and reach out to your friends and your family. Talk to the people that you haven't talked to in years. That one conversation might stop a bullet from passing through somebody's brain. So it's pretty morbid, but that's the truth. And that's what we're going to be talking about is the truth over the course of this podcast. So hopefully it's a great ride along the way. Um, I'm really excited to get started and see where we go. So and now with that being said, uh, I'd love to just kind of chat about the Bearded Viking Mead Company, since that's the sponsor of this podcast, the main sponsor. Um, I'd like to kind of talk about really how this all came together. So you know, what is the Bearded Viking Mead Company? Well, we're saying mead, not meat. So it's honey wine, the best way to describe it, not meat. It's not steak. It's not brisket. So. Both are absolutely wonderful, Yep, but I don't make steak. I mean, I do, I cook it, but I don't actually make it. I make mead. I'm the brewmaster and founding, uh, initial founding member of the Bearded Viking Mead Company. This whole thing was a brainchild that I proposed and my friends kind of pushed me into um, the right position to be able to grow and do. So that's kind of what we've been working on. Um, so what is mead well mead is a mixture of honey and water and some yeast fermented over time and aged out to hit about 16 ish percent of alcohol 15 to 16 is how i like my mead but um a lot of meads out there aren't that that way so um mead is the oldest alcohol that is known to man uh, they have found traces of mead as old as the etruscans uh, it was used um, as a king's drink during the uh, age of the vikings or the norse um, as well as drank in medieval times uh, kublai khan and genghis khan both had mead and even the egyptian emperors had mead uh, mead has been found on every single continent except for antarctica well and they just haven't dug up enough alien skeletons down there to find out they were drinking it too. So there's that. Now, what is what makes our mead different? So let me kind of give a breakdown. Now, everybody has their own flavors, own version of mead that they've tasted. Some have had bathtub hooch. Uh, that's when I started. It was basically jet fuel uh, that was horrid. But man, you could have some honey notes on that that Everclear kick. Uh, it was rough. Um, I was first introduced to mead, uh, in the show 13th warrior back when I was a kid, had no idea what it was. I'm a Viking. Um, I'm not really a Viking, but that's the, the common term. My family, my, my lineage is Norse, uh, Danish and Norwegian, um, Scottish, Scottish, Irish, as you can tell with this wicked beard. Um, and, um, that's kind of the origins of mead back then, right? So, Nowadays, mead is 
many different things. And I kind of just touched on that with the bath, the bathtub hooch. So a lot of people, uh, I'm, I'm speaking from my perspective now, just so everybody knows, but a lot of people think that mead should be extremely sweet. But I look at the times in which mead was utilized. Now, honey has always been hard to come by because you get stung a lot if you don't know how to harvest it. So I always look at, at honey as basically a form of currency. So when they were, when people um, in the the bartering era, era or age would uh, have honey, they would be able to barter for anything that they wanted because honey was so expensive and so hard to come by. So um, meat is aged and, and fermented and then sometimes back sweetened. Back sweetened means making a honey water slurry to add to the current batch after it's done fermenting and all the yeast is, is died off. And basically, I look at that as kind of, you know, a breaking point for me when it was making, when I was making mead. Because if I was in a place where honey was a currency, would I add extra currency just so my drink was sweet? Especially if that currency was so hard to come by, or would I just drink it as is? Well, my answer is I'm drinking it as is. I'm a Marine. I can drink a lot of dumb shit. And a sapper as well. Not actually tab sapper, but a, a, I was part of a sapper company. So we drank a lot, right? So I looked at it and I was like, I don't think that's real. I don't think that um, anybody, any human during that time would go back and re-sweeten it. Basically, the, the, the Norse people or the Vikings would take a big giant barrel, 31 gallons, and they would fill it up with honey and water and capture wild yeast and and ferment it and they would leave it be they let it age for a year because it was so hard to come by they had ale and they had um mead and they would drink that after they came home from raiding parties they would drink that after they or when they were leaving or if there was a, a festival it was considered the king's the king's drink which is really kind of the focus of this right so some meads that you'll you'll taste at i don't know like scottish festivals or you'll go to like a, a renaissance fair and they'll have a mead those meads now are so sweet that you can't drink a more than a glass in a, in a sitting especially if you drink whiskey or beer like if you drink a lot of other drinks that are extremely sugary and you're going to come to me and be like oh man you know that 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 long island or that um whatever sugary drink that you drink i don't even drink most sugary drinks um and you're like those are great you know that daiquiri is amazing that mead's probably for you um however the mead that we we make sits at 15 and a half percent abv so it's stout with no alcohol burn and lots of flavors so that's what mead is for us now as far as the bearded viking where are we at so we do a lot of tastings. We go out and we're trying to get the word out, um, basically giving the world blue balls at this point because dealing with the federal government is a joke. And dealing with contractors, super hard. I'm not knocking any contractors. I'm just tired of people telling me they're going to do something and then having things come up um, and then communicating to me, you know, after that. So, um, it's a it's a little bit rough right now for me. The state of the, the of the company basically is we are pending our building. Once our building is done, 
we have a state inspector waiting to inspect our facilities. We have all the documentation that we need. We have all of our recipes submitted. We have our labels done. Speaking of which, this is our label. And I'll talk about that in a second. But we're ready to go basically once that's all done. So that's the state of the union. So our goal was to try to get this up this year and get it launched officially uh, with our first batches being released. So that's pretty cool. Um, because no matter what, we're still moving along. It's just sometimes the hardest things you have to do in life uh, or the most profitable things or the most profitable, probably rewarding is the appropriate term. The most rewarding things you have to do in life actually uh, are the hardest things to do. So um, that's the current state of the union. So now what about our upcoming meetups? So our next meetup is actually gonna be in January. I'll be in Salt Lake City, Utah uh, from the 13th or the weekend of the 13th. Uh, we're going to be doing a couple of um, company meetings to discuss kind of our, our forecast for the year. But while I'm down there, if, uh, if you are interested in uh, doing a tasting with me and, and having um, me sit down with you and and uh, you're a business owner of some sort that can sell our meat or if you'd like just to taste some meat in general, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we can arrange a couple of tasting opportunities while I'm in town um, and just kind of go over that with everybody. So that way you can actually get it. So um, currently the Bearded Viking has 15 flavors of meat, 10 that we will be producing year round and five seasonal meads. Uh, everything ranging from the original mead to jalapenos and raspberries. Um, it's an amazing drink to our apple pie and a blueberry lemon. So if you can think of a mead, it's probably there. There are a couple of other upcoming meads, such as a pineapple habanero and a mocha and peanut butter mead that I'll be producing this fall or this winter. And I'd love just to see how those turn out because they're quite awesome. So that's our first episode. Hope uh, I didn't bore anybody with uh, um, the description of where we're, who we are and what we're doing or, or the company or what this podcast is about. So um, be sure to give us a, a follow on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, the TikToks. I don't have a Snapchat for the company because I don't know what to do with that. Um, and uh, YouTube as well. So uh, just Bearded Viking Mead Co. Um, and please like, follow, and share this awesome uh, first episode. I hope that um, we all have a chance to uh, get together in the future and um, maybe even do a couple guest invites for the the this podcast. So this is Vico signing off. Cheers, motherfuckers. <laughs>